0: Welcome to Five-Strike Weekly. We have a 2021 season, and kit leaks and transfer rumors galore. We get into all that more, coming up. Welcome to the show, Five-Strike fam. I'm AJ, and this is Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections, and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go. Check out Thinking Man Tavern. So MLS will officially have a season in 2021. That's happy days for all of us because we were all essentially waiting on the new CBA to be ratified. The players were voting over the weekend. And so Monday they finally ratified it. And yes, the new CBA will... Extend uh, two more years, essentially, until 2027, essentially past the new or the 2026 World Cup at that point and uh, essentially kind of gets the league out of the woods in terms of having to worry about a new CBA kind of negotiation during that really probably very turbulent time. I'm sure that's going to be hella busy for everyone. So uh, probably, uh, you know, wise in that respect that they were doing that. But also uh, the MLSPA, they do get uh, kind of expanded free agency. And so four years instead of uh, five. Uh, and so the players get to, uh, you know, with experience, they get to be free agents a little earlier. So a little bit more freedom within the league or you know, elsewhere if they want to leave. But uh, I think either way, um, you know, very interesting in regards to all of this, but I mean, the, at the end of the day, the most important thing is that we have a 2021 MLS season, but Mark, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. I mean, as a fan, uh, I'll just echo that sentiment that I am glad that we're having a season. Um, yeah. You know, it does seem like the owners got what they wanted, which is in essence to uh, extend the CBA a couple years um and so in you know in essence kind of putting off that uh that negotiation that future negotiation um you know the i think everyone's anticipating that revenue is going to come in from the world cup we'll see you know what i mean uh because i saw somebody on uh making this point on twitter like the league wasn't even around the last time um you know, the last time America hosted a World Cup. And so while, yes, we expect a, uh, a spike in interest and money, you know, in regards to how that affects the league, we'll see. You know, but I think everyone seems to be banking on that. And so, um, you know, I guess, uh, you know, we have to consider that a lot of players probably couldn't afford to lose a season's worth of salary um and so it's probably the main reason why they were able to get this over the line but you know if they were able to make some gains in the process talking about the players that is um then good for them you know but uh overall yes i'm happy that uh we're having a season and that all you know all the players voted on it and that it's uh you know it's been approved and it's going through
0: right uh and it had been extended by a day uh and then into the weekend (laughs) and all that type of stuff it's kind of par for the course it seems uh but definitely it you know uh i think someone said on twitter as well maybe a player uh that's you know three consecutive years essentially of going through uh cba negotiations takes its toll for sure uh it's not something that they want to do anytime soon again and but uh they have a- avoided a work stoppage uh, for the first time in their history so that's good especially during this time where yeah like you were saying the players cannot afford to do this uh to not be paid uh, throughout a season. But uh, Stephen Goff, the soccer insider, also tweeted that uh, don't be surprised if the dates of uh, training camp, February 22nd, and the regular season, April 3rd, are pushed back a bit. There's nothing official, but uh, the labor negotiations did put a hold on some of the aspects of league business. So, uh, that'll be interesting to keep an eye on in the future. Nothing has been announced in that regard, but we shall see. But, uh, anyway, let's move on also to uh, some stuff that's rolling on. Uh, definitely a ton of kit leaks this week. And, yes, the uh, 2021 primary LA United replica shirt has been leaked Uh, through various iterations, uh, not only through the Conrad Burry uh, leak where it showed uh, a little bit of the red uh, trim on the sleeves, but, uh, yeah, what it would look like on the back with Unite and Conquer uh, as the words being written on the back, but now it's also been seen in a store in Mexico City, uh, and then now being worn by a model that looks like Kareem Bezema of... uh, real madrid
1: (laughs) at best.
0: yeah poor man's for sure uh i don't think he's french probably this uh this model but uh yeah very interesting indeed you know very divisive reactions so far but uh mark has your mind been changed after seeing this worn by kareem besma
1: to answer that question specifically, I never really made my mind up, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, and I guess, there every time there's, you know, a potential kick coming out, or, you know, all these leaks or whatever, it, it generates a sort of hoopla. I don't really get involved with it too much. Like, I'm not that opinionated about uh, um, fashion in general, but it's, it's fine. Like, the more I see it, the more it grows on me, basically. I do like the red trim on the sleeves. Um, so... That, that is a nice touch um the colors seem kind of bold obviously you have to see that in person to confirm that bit of it but mm. um it's okay it's not bad i kind of mentioned on twitter that if i do get this kit i will take it to uh for the culture and let them customize a bit. and then we're kind of lucky in that regard in atlanta where you know um there are people who you kind of kind of mess around with that stuff so um yeah. Yeah, it's it's a fine kit. You know what I mean? Like this this kind of reminds me of the Red Bulls kit. Do you remember that one? The black with mm. the mostly black with like red in it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so you know this it's, reminds it's okay me more of DC.
0: I think uh, in that regard, uh, definitely for sure. Um, just in terms of the the two colors, in terms of black and red, but because uh, they mm-hmm. don't have gold obviously, but still, uh, yeah, it gives off those vibes. Some recent DC United vibes, but. Uh, yes, there are plenty of jokes all around social media, uh, and Katie Wiggins on, or Wittgins on Twitter, uh, wrote, five strings, fretless, volume up to 17 or something in regards to one of the leaks, and, uh, I just couldn't help myself in, uh, pretty much having to quote, I love you, man, uh, I think it was I love you, man, yeah, it's I love you, man, and, uh, that's, this is definitely a... Yeah, a slap in the base type of uh, kit for 2021 for us. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much, I think, in those regards, um, yeah, it looks like a raceway. It looks like, you know, we've talked about in the past, like Barca and the, you know, or a PSG amalgamation. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I we have to keep in mind that this is a replica uh, and the authentic will look slightly different probably with slightly more premium stuff but uh, it is going to be interesting I think uh, you know what it actually really looks like but the collar uh, some people are saying it's like deep V it's not deep V that's there's nothing deep about this V but um, and it's like not even a V for one but uh, (laughs) but uh, yeah the collar looks like it's um, kind of where, you know, a lot of people maybe have issues with a, a you know, sort of uh, extruding collar type of deal, but okay. um, you know, this might be like kind of the in between to all that where they're trying to, you know, just make it slightly a little different than uh, what people are used to. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a in terms of reactions been all over the board. But let us know in the comments below what you think of. Uh pretty much what uh is pretty solidified as the Replica kit. I mean that's uh you know, once it's in stores and worn by a model, it's it it's not going to be uh, you know, uh a black market type of shirt. It's pretty much it's very close to what it's gonna be. But uh anyway, so let's move on to the transfer rumors of the week. And uh, I believe, yeah, we spoke about it on a transfer daily, but uh, essentially Atlanta United have reportedly signed Santiago Sosa of River Plate. Uh, Cesar Luis Merlo reports an agreement between River and Atlanta United has been reached uh, for $6 million US and for 70% of his rights and that he will sign a five-year contract. And, uh, yeah, he even confirmed the move uh, and confirmed that he was on his way and is probably already in Atlanta. But uh, said that, I just said goodbye to the squad and the technical staff. Uh, this is on Argentine local television. He said, it's my turn to leave for a new destination. I didn't talk to Gabriel Heinze. And, uh, yeah, that's, I think, very interesting for some people that feel like, oh, should he have spoken to the head coach? But I think... Uh, you know, his reputation, I think, precedes him. He probably didn't need to speak to Hainsey. Uh, so it's it's one of those things where, you know, uh, he sees this as a move that can springboard him probably to Europe. He hasn't said that, but likely most of these uh, Argentines that move over here are looking for that Miggy Almiron move. But, uh, you know, if right. we can facilitate that for him, then great. But, uh, yeah, he's that type of player that, uh, yeah, can... Kind of really uh, not only sit in front of the defense, but can join in on the attack and really get into the box with those kind of late third man runs. Uh, I think, you know, this is someone that could really help uh, along with uh, Afranco Ibarra, who has been linked with us to really solidify our midfields, uh, not only with some young talent, but also uh, talent that. You know, could be sold in the future, uh, come in maybe as a young uh, U-22 DP. So, you know, lots to be excited about with this type of move, but what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, um, (laughs) like you said, a lot to be excited about. I mean, like I was just thinking... Uh, you know how long we've been uh, pretty much all of last year I guess me and a lot of other fans have been clamoring for this type of midfielder you know I think the the void was obvious you know especially once Nagby left and so not making a Nagby comparison but uh, solidifying the midfield I think had to be the priority going into the season and a signing like this and obviously we still have to see how he plays how he adjusts the league and so on but uh, this is the type of signing that you know when you when you think about like projecting the season um it might raise your projections a little bit you know so it's uh yeah uh can't wait to see him can't wait to see uh the effect that he has on his teammates um yeah that's all i can really say
0: yeah and so uh you know on to well a former river plate player but now uh, it's complicated we'll just go ahead and get into it but Hector David Martinez. Uh, it initially was reported that El United had agreed in principle to a fee for three and a half million for Defensa y Justicia defender Martinez. But uh, yeah, and that it would be a four year deal for the 23 year old. But uh, soon after, it seemed that River Plate's Marcelo Gallardo, essentially the player that had just moved to uh, DYJ in just August of 2020, he wanted him back. And so uh, he called him in terms of the coach to the player. And uh, now they essentially are getting him back on loan. And, uh, you know, it was complicated as well because they essentially both owned, in terms of uh, DYJ and River Plate's 50% of the player. So they had the rights to essentially... kind of negate this type of deal and make it happen for them Uh, so it seemed like uh, there might have been an out as well because we had offered four times the amount that River did but uh, River came back with an improved contract not as good as ours but uh, it seems that Martinez wants to uh, see how well he can get on with the club that he came up with So makes sense in that regard, but uh, kind of annoying because in terms of the profile of the player, he was a sexy option that's, you know, (laughs) in terms of the ability to play out from the back, the long diagonals, the through balls, Mm -hmm. uh, the ability to defend and read the game. It definitely was checking off a lot of boxes. Are you uh, remiss to miss out on this type of player?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, for all the reasons that you just said, the way you described him, you know. Um, and I Left-footed think as been well. Another, uh, yes, you know? exactly, right. Um, and that's a specific role that uh, the team has been uh, kind of trying to fill, again, in the same time period, like for the last season at least. Um yeah it's uh it's almost like dating a little bit right like uh you know they they break up and then the one party's like baby come back and then um (laughs) you know there's like a new suitor but uh but they had it's to that x back, so
0: <laughs> that x always uh reigns strongly within the memory right so it's uh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's just uh, just missed
1: out it's, it's good that the club are going after players like this though i think he yeah. seems like he would be another impact signing um you know and then you know still youngish you know so possibly uh one that might move on for the future or be a fixture in the team for a long time. So but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it doesn't seem like the club is finished. And with the season starting in April, it does buy them a little more time to keep shopping. So, um, yeah, you know, it's it's it is that that's the game,
0: right? It is the game. What's interesting, though, is for River Plate's uh, the depth chart is pretty, pretty long. Uh, so he does have competition in front of him to get a starting place. Uh, and if you came to here, you he probably would have the inside track to a starting position. But uh, that's one of those things that uh, he's going to he's gonna have to grapple with and uh, figure out for himself. Because he's not coming to Atlanta United. But, uh, yeah, in terms of what's interesting here, I mean, you know, left-footed center back is what we're looking for. The incumbent that we have, we currently do not have a left-footed center back. And also, uh, you know... There's an outgoing player that could have played uh, center back as well, of course, but we'll get to that in a second. But, uh, you know, the incumbent that we have, Fernando Mesa, not left-footed. Uh, Anton Walks, not left-footed. And George Campbell, also not left-footed. But uh, guys that uh, you would think maybe uh, could have uh, a chance at the starting spot. It seems like we're trying to maybe go in a different direction. What do you think this means for maybe the likes of, I think, maybe Mesa Mesa? particularly, who uh, probably would have been one of the ones penned to start or maybe uh, penciled, 30-year-olds, a guy that had an up-and-down season last season. But, uh, yeah, what do you think it means?
1: Yeah, right, because that's the thing. Walks is, like, essentially a backup kind of role player. Campbell is a young player breaking in, so you're you're fine keeping them uh, even if they don't start. But Mesa was brought in last season. Um, and as you said, you know, he's very much a veteran. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't brought back, he wasn't uh, signed cheaply. And so, if he's not going to start or at least penciled in to be a starter, then uh, I feel like they kind of have to make a decision on him then, you know? And uh, that's like not exactly a great use of resources. And I think it's also maybe a reflection of him as a player because. Uh, or at least, you know, his performances in Atlanta because, you know, he started off the season and he started off well. I mean, he played well in that game in Nashville that we attended. At least I thought, um, but, uh, you know, it it seemed like the second half of the season he was in and out of the lineup. And so it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Mesa, whether he plays or not. And then if he doesn't play what the club ends up doing with them.
0: Yeah. I think it's probably we keep him uh, as a center back until we bring in another one. And then if we can make a move with him, then we probably do that. Uh, So, yeah, it is a wait and see probably until we get a player in. So, uh, you know, those are going to be interesting weeks ahead if it doesn't happen sooner. But uh, also, according to Cesar Luis Merlo... Uh, San Jose Earthquakes are negotiating for uh, Iherk Rometi, which is interesting. Uh, it's a possibility. Uh, and uh, Felipe Cardenas of The Athletic says that it's a possibility, but it's likelier that Independiente will be the destination. Uh, Independiente did come in last week uh, for a $120,000 loan fee and with an option to buy for more than $1 million. Uh, that was according to German Garcia-Groba. But uh, this week and today, uh, the Independiente Management made an offer for a loan fee of 200000 So they've improved it. So maybe they're feeling the heat a little bit from the San Jose earthquakes. Uh, and it could be uh, tr- pretty much transpiring in the coming hours. So we shall see. Uh, but... Very interesting indeed in terms of Eric Rometty, who has been rumored for a while now, uh, in terms of maybe being uh, someone that's out the door. But, uh, and we kind of spoke our thoughts about Rometty uh, in previous episodes. But, right. in terms of if he went to the earthquakes, uh, you know, and by all accounts right now, he would be playing for Matias Almeida, uh, who kind of spurned that Chile job. Uh, I believe it was Chile, but. Uh, Either way, Mm -hmm. you know, would that be interesting to see him in the league? It would. Um, I think with, you know, if he goes to the
1: Earthquakes, at least he's in the other conference. uh, And and so in theory, he could really only hurt you once or twice a year and maybe MLS Cup. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think... (sighs) If you train within the league right so it's essentially a trade at that point for garber bucks right yeah. um how do you go about you like how would you use gamma with tam at this point in the off season i think that would be my question you know mm. uh so unless they come in with a lot of uh allocated money um i think the smarter move at this point is probably the indian independiente move so um yeah i mean like i wouldn't worry about you know facing him in the future and in fact it'd be cool to see him in the league don't get me wrong um but I think for the club's wants and needs probably the overseas move is the is the, is the better option
0: yeah I mean uh you know anytime you have allocation money essentially you can use it for all sorts of things and so I think uh if they come in with a, a large enough offer uh then you know everything be something that we should consider but uh if not yeah I think you're right you know kind of getting actual money and also uh, the possibility of him being bought in the future, uh, I think is a lot better. And I think it's also this: uh, a lot of Argentine clubs having to kind of go this route because they essentially, yeah, they're feeling the effects of the pandemic as well. But also, they are not flush with money, and a lot of players uh, have checks that uh, you know are not clearing or getting their checks in a regular basis uh, as quickly as say MLS. So. It is definitely uh something that you know they have to contend with, so but uh, what's interesting is one of our players going over there and it's now official Franco Escobar uh, pretty much linked uh, with only one club throughout the past week, and that was Newell's old boys and now he has joined them on a season long loan uh, with an option to buy at uh, at the end of that season, but also Uh, He could also return to Atlanta United, but uh, whether that actually happens, that could be a little awkward. Who knows? Uh, But uh, he has joined them on a season long loan uh, when he said his goodbyes and uh, said that he's forever a five stripe. uh, Also, Captain Michael Parkhurst, he wrote on Twitter, we do not win the MLS Cup in 2018 without playoff Franco. What a beast. Good luck, you five stripes legend. Uh, I think we all echo that sentiment for sure. He was definitely super integral uh, in our cup run, uh, not only uh, against New York Rebels but against Timbers as well. The icing on the cake to really just kind of solidify that uh, th- that cup final game. But uh, also Escobar talked with uh, the press with uh, Newell's Old Boys. He has already officially joined them. Is training with them," uh, he said. "Quote: While I was in a comfortable place in Atlanta, the only place I was going to be happy was here in Rosario with uh, Newell's Old Boys. Uh, I did everything in my power to get back to the club. It's very interesting stuff," uh, he said. "I learned a lot about attacking better at Atlanta. I had the consistency there and the playing time that I craved at Newell's before." Luckily, at Atlanta United, they have a lot of people who are fanatical about the club. The atmosphere in the stadium was always explosive. I've returned to an orderly club. We're in the Copa Sudamericana, and that shows that things are being done right. It's a club everyone wants to go back to. I know where I come from and the pressure I'm going to have. It's true that I left a place where I was comfortable, but my heart was telling me I should go back, and when the chance came, I put Newell's as a priority. I spoke to this uh, sporting director about leaving Atlanta. The truth is, I don't know if Gabriel Hainsay had anything to do with the move. Very interesting words indeed, uh, you want to pick something out from there that's kind of struck your uh, your interest that uh, definitely he says a lot, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. your thoughts? Um, I guess the uh, I
1: did everything in my power to get back to the club bit. Um, um. That it, I guess it is interesting. You know what I mean? Because it's like he's also saying that he was comfortable. Um, so he, he kind of it kind of seems like he was saying, you know, I was okay with staying in Atlanta, but if I was going to leave, it would be for Newell's. Um, I guess is what I'm getting out of this uh, this monologue. Um, I mean, he does seem at least if his comments or anything to go by, he does seem genuinely happy to be able to return, which I understand. I mean, like it's, it's home, you know, it's where he uh, became a professional and all that. Um, yeah. I, I guess that's, that's really the most uh, interesting bit for me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he just, he just seems to be really uh, content and excited to return and really return as a better player. Um, mm. So,
0: yeah, he probably yeah, like, he probably gets the start uh when he's you know going back there uh yeah. now as a more seasoned player. Uh and definitely yeah, they're fighting on three fronts as well in terms of competitions. So the Copa Sud- Sudamericana uh definitely is uh in terms of any Argentinian definitely up there as one of the uh you know most uh, prestigious competition to win, uh, for sure one of them. And so uh it'll be interesting uh In terms of how they do in there, but also mm-hmm. uh I think what really start or stuck out to me was that he didn't speak to Hansei about any of this, and you know them being at least former teammates it's uh yeah, yeah and it, especially as a guy who's so versatile uh can really play within a system kind of three different positions, you would have been really really useful. In a system that Hainsey plays, so you know all that. It's uh, I think I'm definitely a little bit remiss for sure. Uh, but you know, a lot of a lot of you know people out there will be like, okay, uh, yeah, cool and all, but we won't miss his yellow cards. We won't miss his oh, yeah. uh, his attitude uh, in terms of uh, dissent towards refs, all that. But mm-hmm. you know. I think he has been a very useful uh, player for LA United uh, during his time. So, you know, I think it will be a big miss, uh, nonetheless, without an Escobar in the lineup. Uh, We shall see if uh, Ronald Hernandez does come in. Uh, He has been rumored and he has been uh, said to possibly be uh, kind of more of a confirmation, uh, more or less. So we will wait and uh, if he comes, then great. We have you know kind of a, a ready-made replacement. But anyway, let's uh, move on to Piti Martinez. Uh, he's playing with Al Nassr right now, and there were rumors that he was going to be uh, traded for or transferred in by FC Cincinnati, uh, who are doing some some business for sure, uh, bringing in. Some talented players, uh, but uh, you know, it was rumored that he might be brought in. Pete Martinez back in the Eastern Conference essentially would be very interesting, but he posted on his IG story that you shouldn't believe everything that you see on social media, uh, and that uh, that return doesn't seem all that likely at the moment, anyway, but uh, there would be some. Kind of, uh, in terms of allocation order as well. If he was brought back into the league, FC Cincinnati would have to trade for that. So, uh, you know, it would have been kind of, uh, kind of really interesting because it's less than pretty much whatever it is, five or six months uh, that you know PT Martinez, if he had left and then returned to another team in the league. Uh, yeah, how would you have felt about that?
1: it would have been interesting to see, especially Cincinnati of all teams. Like if he had actually agreed to that move, I'd be like, wow, he really didn't like the board. Um, But (laughs) um, it would, it would be interesting to see PT in the league again. Uh, You know, I, I I want the league to ultimately have good players. And if they just happen to be formerly
0: United players, then Hey, what can you say? Yeah. Uh, I mean, (laughs) he'll be playing essentially for another Dutch coach. So maybe that would have been strange. Uh, also, yeah, I think he definitely was very clear that he wanted a move to Europe, and that didn't transpire. So, yeah, you know, lo and behold, uh, an offer from uh, Saudi Arabia comes in, and, yeah, of course he's going to take it, because also it comes with a hefty pay rise package. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's something that uh, I would have probably preferred not to see in the league uh, in terms of selfishly as an LA United fan. But, uh, yeah, FC Cincy being a little bit more serious, that's definitely, I think, raises the level in the league, so that's good. Uh, In my opinion, yeah, they should be doing that, but uh, because, yeah, their first two years, a little bit of a laughingstock, and yes, of course, we realize what they did to us in the MLS's back tournament, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, so the U.S. Open Cup uh, has been kind of refined a little bit and uh, has a little bit of a redo. But the schedule, the format, and a contingency plan has been announced. And uh, essentially, March 29th, uh, they will be confirming as an opening round. Uh, and in terms of like when those dates will be happening in March 31st, uh, they will announce them, and uh, yeah, in terms of that format, there will only be eight MLS teams along with some USL teams, some uh, lower league sides as well. But uh, it's very interesting, uh, we won't get into it super in depth, but there will be rounds, there will be uh, yeah, pretty much a very condensed schedule, uh, so it will be pretty much going from March to June. Uh, that's going to be, yeah, a lot a lot earlier than it's usually, as uh, you might remember that we won uh, ARVs in September. But I think what's also going to be interesting is if we are part of it. Uh, as the holders, you would hope that we are. Uh, the team has been posting on social media like we are. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we don't have any egg on our face and, uh, you know, essentially we're not <laughs> not in the tournament at all. Because maybe in terms of uh, league form, we maybe not deserve it. But uh, right. as the holders, it would be a little bit strange to not see us in there, right?
1: Yeah, I would think so. I think uh, that in itself, I was... Because, I mean, like, they gave Atlanta United the Champions League spot because they are the Open Cup holders. So, like, it obviously retains some meaning within uh the u.s soccer pyramid so um yeah it would be strange to not have the in essence the defending champions um in it uh i do also the contingency plan i think also uh deserves you know mention here at least uh in terms of having the dates to confirm it basically a few days before the actual match takes place um you know and then i think they're Uh, giving more leeway in terms of the rosters for uh, especially that'll help the smaller teams in essence so it's a strange time this seems like just really like a one-off thing to get through this year
0: but uh, not very open is it uh... (laughs) right
1: it's more like league cup it's like it's even less open than that
0: yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And so, uh, yeah, there's not definitely not as many, uh, I guess, top teams. So there is a possibility. If you catch one of these top teams, if you're one of these lower league teams, on a really bad day, they could make a cup run. And so it could make still for very interesting uh, television indeed. But uh, I think, you know, what's going to be interesting is if we pretty much kinda of get through with privilege again because <laughs> yeah, with that uh that Champions League berth and then if we are chosen as one of the eight teams, man, you know, this evil empire thing it's uh that lore <laughs> is kind of uh building more and more uh kind of fuel for that fire. But uh, either yeah. way we shall see again here. with that. But yeah, go ahead. Here for no I was just gonna say I'm here for it, so yeah, exactly. That I means selfishly as Atlanta United fans. I mean, this is like we don't want it any other way, essentially. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. merit? Merit? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, let's move on to the draw for the CONCACAF Champions League. Speaking of, it will be February 10th at 7 p.m. Uh, that is tonight, uh, with all transparency, if you're watching this on the day that we put this out but uh yeah we again like we spoke about last week uh you know who we might face in terms of uh who would be in the opposite pot uh it would be Deportivo Saprissa, Alajualense, <laughs> i still haven't really gotten better at, at saying these, Atletico, Pantoja, uh, Arca High, CD Marathon, CD Olympia, Club León and Real Esteli FC, and uh, yeah, you know you can watch who we would not like to face uh, in last week's episode, but yeah, it will be uh, announced tonight who we will face. So uh, it will be all this pomp and circumstance with uh, some person drawing uh, things out of you know some ball that's moving around in a uh, in a hamster wheel type of thing, and yeah. Cool, 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 cool. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anyway, uh, so moving on uh, to a former uh, five-stripe in Miguel Miron. He scored a double or a brace over the weekend with Newcastle United. Uh, first one was a little bit dodgy, whether that counted or not. Uh, you know, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> he scored two goals. And, uh, yeah, you know, also he announced that uh, he was having a baby and, Uh, last week but now announced uh, through that kind of uh, that powder soccer ball thing that people like to do that they are having a baby boy so congratulations to Miggy also happy birthday to the former Fry Stripe as well what a week for him Uh, in a span of about four days like such huge news really I mean that's uh pretty awesome so Yeah, definitely uh, great to see that Miguel Miron is doing well and better uh, being played in the 10 position at Newcastle United by Steve Bruce. Who would have thunk that, uh, you know, he would do well in a position that he's really comfortable with. But, uh, you know, alas, they uh, they spent all that money and, you know, never really played him in the spot that he prefers. Oh, well. So, uh, (laughs) anyway... That pretty much does it for the news and pretty much for the entire show except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, of the rumored players that uh, are coming in or have rumored to be coming in, who are you most excited about? Let us know in the comments below. We're excited to see what you have to say. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Mark, I'm AJ, thanks so much for listening.